edition of Young Kings Wrestling featuring the JDF Memorial Sovereign Soundboard. We go. You guys are killing me out here. As always, you can find us on most platforms streaming your favorite podcast episodes, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you're listening on the iTunes, leave us a review of the five-star kind. Subscribe to us on YouTube at YK Wrestling. Links to all the platforms Hi. are available. Hello! Links to all the platforms and the merchandise are available at ykwrestling.com. Welcome! To knock a few Buckingham Palace, as always, I am the Thespian TC Fontaine, aka TCF Baby. Please say the baby. Joined by King Reek of House of Havoc, first of his name. We're here with another one. And uh, we have two very special guests. One making their return to the palace, one making their debut in the palace. Yes. Say hi. 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 How you doing? How do you do? How you doing? Rick, why don't you introduce our guest? How you doing? I'm good. Oh, with, with <laughs> pleasure, with pleasure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Young Kings Wrestling proudly brings to you not only the host of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, but also the host of the number one horror movie wrestling podcast, horror movie podcast on Pornhub Damn. as well, getting offed. That means he is the patron saint of podcasting, the warden, Matt Ritter. What's going on? And WBIC. Don't forget that part. And absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, joining him, first time visitor to the palace, little Miss Zoe. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. You good? Yeah. All right. Go play with Legos, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the bike. Hello. Welcome, guys. Long time welcome. no see. Yeah, welcome back, Matt. Welcome, Zoe. Yo, you'll just hear her playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much throughout the whole episode. But hey, we here with another one. I did not have the DJ Khaled ready. I'll make sure I fit the DJ Khaled in at some point. Yeah. Welcome back, though. More wrestling conversation, and uh, you know, we got some other stuff to talk about too. Not necessarily <laughs> wrestling related, but damn it, we got a platform, and you know, we got some thoughts to get off on some things uh, that are hot in the news this week. Uh, but you saw Transformers? Uh, no, no, I, I, I did not see Transformers yet. Oh, of I course, did. the one time I actually catch a movie on time, y'all haven't caught it. You can't. <laughs> I mean, like, I wanted to see Transformers. Cause I seen, you know, all the promotion and like, this is the best Transformers since the first one. And then I seen people saying it was bad. So then I'm like, eh, 
You know, I can wait till it get on Peacock. It's cool. Here's what I'll tell you. The people that are saying that it's bad, going with the mentality that it's got to be like like the Beast Wars cartoon or, you know, they don't look at it as I look at all of these movies when I go into them as kind of like the multiverse aspect or like when you do comic book movies, I don't expect the comic book movies to do the yeah. comic book exactly the way the comic book did or the cartoon did. It's kind of like it's a different universe and this is what's taking place in that universe same thing here that's the way i looked at it and i enjoyed the shit out of it i thought it was great yeah i'll probably just wait for it to get on streaming and watch it at the crib like a month from now yeah no, i might not see it later honestly that that could also be a an option too <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie like one day i'll be like man i think i want to see that transformers while it's still in the theaters and i'll, I'll slot yeah. I, I saw it at 10 o'clock last night and I, yeah. I walked out of that theater at, after midnight, and the lobby was closed. There was nobody. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Oh, yeah. That shit's weird when that happens. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? But, yeah, uh, I did go see Spider-Man, though, across the Spider-Verse. And uh, that that lived up to all the hype that I heard from everybody. It's crazy. Like, I, I thought it was a bunch of hyperbole that folks be doing. But, no, nah, it was really that good. I was like... I don't, I don't think I blinked for like the final act, the whole final act. Eyes wide open. So, uh, I'll fix got a it. Little cliffhanger going on. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I expected that though. But it was a good one though. Man, you seen Spider Man? No, I have not. All right, Nero, but you. you 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 can go ahead and spoil it because I'm probably not going to catch it. I'm not a big Spider Man fan. I watched Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it was cool. I didn't have any issues with it, but it wasn't something that I was like, I need to go see the sequel right away. I'm probably, I'll catch it when it comes out on demand. Like, I ain't, I ain't pressed about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miles Morales accidentally went to the wrong universe and uh, encountered an evil version of himself. I need that, I need that next one to come out soon. It's the Miles with an actual accent, and he's the problem. Yeah, man. Is this the actual Puerto Rican? <laughs> yeah, with the braids and everything. Oh, yeah, he had the, the Bad Bunny braids. Mm. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's about to, about to be trouble. Trouble. Mm -hmm. Hey, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. Uh, Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Jabroni. Hey, Hall of Famer, former WWF champion. Uh, finally made it to the ring at WrestleMania last year, and it uh it took him uh 21 years to do that. Two thirds of my absolute favorite shoot promo are gone, no longer living. That's New Jack and Iron Sheik, and uh Honky Tonk not that far behind. I'm sure. To say wrestling heaven getting scary. Yeah. Like part of me wants to be like, who would have thought Honky Tonk would be the one to survive? But then again, when you look at those guys. Compared to New Jack and, and she, yeah, no, it, yeah. It's, it's, they've gone in order so far. <laughs> uh, I also want to say condolences. I meant to do this last week. Uh, John Beasley, uh, RP to John Beasley, uh, actor, you know, he did a lot of a lot of small bit roles, but uh, you probably seen him as a uh, you know, the light skinned brother with the with the freckles, not Stephen McKinley Henderson, that's the other light skinned brother with the freckles that do the small roles. 
Uh, but no, this is this is the original thespian from Omaha. I'm I'm the second. I'm not the second, but you know what I mean. He 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 the OG. He the OG is what I'm saying. Uh, you know we all have seen a lot of rock movies. Uh, so if you've seen Walking Tall, he played the Rock's dad in Walking Tall. So I also this past week watched uh, GI Joe Retaliation. And uh, so those two movies, The Rock was black in those. So for y'all that be saying The Rock don't be claiming his blackness. Mm. But yeah, he was The Rock's dad in Walking Tall. Uh, Cedric, the entertainer's dad in The Soul Man, uh, did some uh, other Tyler Perry universe stuff as well. So one of these yeah, days, right. Tyler Perry going to buy into the WWE. Man, stop it. Listen, I... Last time you said this, I wasn't on board with it. It ain't changing. Ain't no, I changing need that Medea goes to WrestleMania. Bro. Bro. I need I'm, that. I'm, I'm Especially a, I'm after shut. 80 for Brady came out, I'm going to need a Medea version of her going to WrestleMania. I got to see that damn Roman Reigns. See, that that would be okay. That that wouldn't be a problem. Like If you just made a movie like that, I'm not going to trip. But anything outside of that, yeah. My viewership is going to go down. I need it. I I need Medea winning the the women's championship. All right, see, <laughs> this is what that's gonna like that's RV Whippleman did it, bro. No, that's gonna trump David Arquette like a hundred times over. So, what would we uh, call a uh, Medea goes to see the Rock movie? Would it be uh, Medea makes a pie? Medea goes to WrestleMania. Yeah. That, that was that was that was what I called it the first time. Medea goes to WrestleMania, and then we could have some sequels like Medea's Royal Rumble. That would Madea's that would SummerSlam. be fire. Medea in the bank. Oh my god, that wouldn't be fire. <laughs> oh. I just I want them to remix. You're not getting Netflix down here. Because I don't have Netflix over there. You don't got I need Netflix. a remix of the Slick Rick and Rock song featuring Medea of Pi. Oh, my Lord. Y'all are getting out of control. Slick Rick. <laughs> Slick Rick and Medea, bro. Oh, my God. Can't, Shout out to the Tyler Perry universe, bro. Mm-mm-mm. It's bad, but it's some good sprinkled in there. Uh, a little bit. Tyler Perry wrote one of my favorite lines in movie history. You the one that's doing the bending? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to, you know, we got to kind of step out of character a bit when Matt Ritter comes around. A little bit, a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Hey, we watch wrestling all week long, man. What you been watching this week, Reek? You you still in 04? Not this week. You I did actually outside of 04? I did, I did. Cause um I just I keep seeing it on social media, so I had to go back and watch it like the fifth or sixth time at this point. Uh Bad Bunny Damien Priest. Oh man. Just cause I mean, like I don't know what else to say that hasn't already been said about that entrance. It's just like that that that's wild. But the match itself was just like the, the fact that this dude has only had now two singles matches and the last one was at least, what, 
almost two years uh, prior to first this. singles match. What? Yeah, it was a tag match. Oh, it was a tag. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so him to have that that first singles match and for it to be that fire and, and you know Damian Priest shout out to him too because I mean he was you know the other side of this and I, obviously uh, a lot of talk about has been about how they they really uh, see that much value in him and they've been giving him a little bit of a push so I mean he earned this but man that was like it was just dope. I need Benito back for SummerSlam. I need it in some capacity. I don't care what it is, what he's doing. Oh yeah, I need him on the cards somewhere. Best right. celebrity wrestler, hands down. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, him. Y'all gotta be honest about Logan Paul. Like he go out there and do his work too. Oh look, look. I, I don't. I still don't give a fuck about him, but he's on there. Yeah, like I, I said I'm, what I said last night. Or Friday I, night. I, I don't care about him. Yeah. He's just like, He's on but the I, list. I don't. I'm. I don't. I don't get a reaction from him. Is what I'm saying. Like, there's no positive reaction. I don't get a negative reaction like everybody else do. Yeah. I just. It's whatever. Like he cool. Like he go out there. He do the work. Like I respect the people that come in from the outside and do the work. Yeah. And when they do the work good, like I can't be mad at that. So yeah. I got to put him up there. Um. Long as he's not outside talking, of those two, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he talked, that's when I'd be all right, fam. Chillax. I never like that, used that the word chillax. Had, yeah, that match he had with Roman had no right to be that good at yeah, all. That's what I'm saying. Match with Seth was decent. Yeah. So I'm not mad at uh, I'm not mad at, at his skills. Uh, but outside of those two, man, I don't know if I'm putting nobody else above those two. Pat McAfee. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't really consider Pat a celebrity. Though. Uh, I mean, he's a hunter. He's got a podcast. But I, I feel like we Pat has been around WWE long enough to not consider him a celebrity. Okay. Okay. Well, well the, when he showed up to but, NXT, you could say that. But even then, it was like he was doing the um, he was doing the radio stuff. Like he was the, doing the, the um, kickoff shows. Like, yeah, the kickoff shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, even then, it's like if I were, I I wouldn't put him above Bad Bunny, but I'd have him on there. Yeah, oh, Logan yeah. has an actual superstar contract, yeah. like a wrestler. So I would, right? I would almost say he's out of the running because they actually signed him to a wrestling deal, not like a. So you wouldn't consider Ronda? No, not anymore. Nah. That's what I'm saying. Like she been yeah. she been around long enough to where like she she integrated. Like that's how I feel about Pat. That's why I never really thought of Pat as a celebrity. I didn't think about him as a celebrity even when he was showing up on the kickoff shows. Like he was. I mean, yeah, he was in the NFL like ten years before he showed up on kickoff shows. But... Yeah, yeah. He was that's a punter. Really just... He wasn't a damn. He wasn't Peyton Manning. It's he was really Peyton just... Manning's punter. You know, it's, it's basically it's Bad Bunny, Stephen Amell. Uh, Forgot about Stephen Amell. Yeah, he up there too. I've I've had him up there since SummerSlam, and then yeah. he was wrestling at All Out, going crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's he, true. He, Stephen Amell was my number one for a very long time. I mean, Snoop Dogg was putting in work at WrestleMania. I'm not gonna well, say Snoop <laughs> as a wrestler, but Snoop as Snoop. Justified his Hall of Fame induction at WrestleMania this past year. 
I'm about to say, like the way the way he took control of that whole situation, like a, like a, as a G should, I give it to him. He he, he know what to do. He said, "This my city, nephew. I gotta make it crack." <laughs> you Aika? You Aika? Is that still on Peacock? Because I, I know they cut it. that out. I'm gonna need to go look though. I hope it is. <laughs> I hope they left it as is. That was great. They don't know what that means. They don't know what that means. No, they don't. Rick, all, all, all your butlers and maids in that palatial estate, they're all white, aren't they? Yes, of course. Uh, what? Why would we not have white butlers and maids at the palace, man? I just want to make sure. But you have black cooks, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you, can't play with that. you already know. You already know. Just making sure. For y'all that's not watching, Re, Re got a you know the palace in the background. Yeah, yeah, the palace is culture. It is it house is. havoc. House, if havoc. you will. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, uh, what did I watch this past week? I uh, took a break from my NXT Takeover rewatch, but I do have Unstoppable up next, and I seen Rhino was on this show, and I forgot Rhino was in NXT. Rhino's ass was everywhere, bro. Damn. Rhino's ass has been everywhere. Every single is he still with Impact? I believe he is. He just makes like sporadic appearances. Talk about Mr. Keep a Check. Man, he, listen, add him to the list right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add Rhino to the list. And then we're going to, at the end of the year, we're going to see where Rhino has worked at all year. And <laughs> there might be some criteria to, he might get a boost. You never know. Uh, but no, yeah, but uh, I took a break from NXT and uh, money in the bank season, so I had to rewatch some money in the banks. So I threw on a random year and I was going through, I was like, who won this year? And I could not for the life of me remember that Seamus won money in the bank until I pressed play. And I'm like, it was Seamus in 2015. So I watched 2015, Seamus wins money in the bank, uh, John Cena versus Kevin Owens. Y'all remember that one? Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, so a little bit of context for y'all, if y'all don't remember. Uh, John Cena wins the U.S. title from uh, from Rusev at WrestleMania. Does all the open challenges for like three months. John Cena just wrestled every single week on Raw for three months straight. Something like that. When it's 2015 John Cena, he wasn't really doing that like that. The year before, especially after he got his ass beat by Brock, this man was putting in work, showing y'all that he was the GOAT. Neville, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, the list goes crazy. One week, Kevin Owens, the NXT champion, answers the challenge, and he's like, man, fuck this match. I don't need this. Like, you know, damn U.S. title match. <laughs> Beats John Cena's ass, steps on the U.S. title belt, like, I'm already NXT champion, and this shit is better than that. It's cold. Gangsta shit. Mm-hmm. So they have a match. I, I want to say it was Extreme Rules. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. They had Elimination Chamber in, in June? Yeah, that was... Um, what was it? I, it might have been July, but it was one of the two. No, it was June. It was June because that was the year they had the uh, the IC title in the Elimination Chamber that year. Right back in them. All right, that was ass. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, they had a match. Kevin Owens' first match on the main roster beats John Cena clean. Like, talk about the rocket. Mm-hmm. So at Money in the Bank, uh, we get the rematch. Great. This is the rematch. Yeah, boy, the rematch. And that was fire. And then uh, the main event, Seth Rollins, WWE champion versus Dean Ambrose in the latter match for the title. Uh, but outside of that, it was kind of mid. Nikki Bella versus Paige for the Divas title. Ryback versus The Big Show for the IC title. And uh, the primetime players beat the New Day to win the tag team championships. I need that man to get his ass beat so bad. Ryback? Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, man. For sure. I don't don't fuck with Logan Paul. I would cheer Logan Paul over Ryback. I would, too. Easy. I got a question, Matt. <clears throat> no, I would not cheer him over Ryback. I would okay. cheer Ryback over him. <laughs> you didn't even know what I was going to ask, bro. I can tell by the smile on your face what you were going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to ask, Reed? I don't even know. <laughs> like, who, who was it? All right, we can move on in. <laughs> this week in wrestling history, where we at? Waited 1996. Oh, we was deep in wrestling history. This this whole this whole week. Uh, I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Matt Ritter, would you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. Got you. It's not the dime, that's for sure. Oh man. It took long enough. That's a society. It is what it is, man. Uh, This week in wrestling history was deep. 1996, Kevin Nash debuted in WCW. Uh, There will eventually be a third man introduced, and the uh, wrestling industry will change forever. Third jabroni. The third jabroni. (laughs) Fuck on the the teddy. Uh, 1997, Triple H wins the King of the Ring, beats Mankind in the final. Uh, 2003, AJ Styles wins the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the first time. Uh, Also won his very first Intercontinental Championship this week in 2020. So AJ Styles, a lot of history in June. Shout out to my boy. Uh, 2006, today actually, 17 years ago today. Damn, we old as hell, bro. That was 17 years ago today. One Night Stand 2, RVD beats John Cena to win the WWE Championship. That was 17 years ago, dude. You know what's even sadder? 17 years ago, I was still older than 17. Damn, I wasn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was 19, but still. Yeah. That's crazy. 17 years ago, I wasn't even in fucking high school. What the hell happened? You know what made me feel really old, man? I saw a TikTok video of a LeBron's youngest son and Melo's firstborn son dancing on TikTok. And I'm like, bro, I saw y'all daddies go to war when they was y'all age. Right. And y'all over here dancing. I just feel like an old man. Anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, John Cena loses the title to RVD, the craziest heat I've ever seen in real life. And 
this is one of the reasons I call John Cena the GOAT. He went into that territory where like he he legit might have lost his life that night. Like they were crazy enough to probably K-I-L-L somebody that night. Yeah, jumped the barricade and everything. So yeah, shout out to John Cena. Uh 2007, uh few weeks prior in 2007 this week. Uh Bobby Lashley wins the ECW championship for the second time, defeats Mr. McMahon, Durag Vince. Mm. And uh, Vince McMahon just gets really depressed. He's let next couple weeks, he's depressed. He's just walking around in a slump. So uh, he holds a Mr. McMahon appreciation night to give him a, a boost. Saying, I need to feel better about myself, goddammit. And nobody was fucking with it. He comes out to the ring. He stands in the ring for like five minutes, doesn't say a word, and then just leaves. And he walks backstage. And he walks past the whole locker room, the whole roster. And the whole roster looking like, man, what's up with this nigga? He tripping. And you got Paul London with the big ass fucking grin on his face. Got his ass fired for that. He, yeah, he, he he stuck around like a year or so after this, but he was done for. Yeah, yeah that was that was the catalyst right there. Uh, but yeah, everybody's looking like, yo, what the fuck going on? And Vince is looking and staring at everybody. And he leaves, and he leaves the building. He walks outside, and he slowly walks into his limo, and he opens the door, and he looks around a little bit, and he shuts the door, and then boom, his limo explodes. Into a fiery abyss. A what? A fiery abyss. <laughs> sure was bliss for some people. Some people oh, yeah. who will go on to become president at some point yeah. in US history. <laughs> Yo. Thought it was real. Bro, I'll never forget that. Trump was on TV talking about, oh man, I, I hope Vince is all right. And <laughs> You know, I, I'm a, we're really good friends, and this is very disturbing news. <laughs> he and Vince are really good friends. I hope yeah. he's okay. I hope he's okay. Yeah. You know, I hate to do this because I, I, I love Bobby, but every time I hear someone talk about that man, Vince McMahon, Bobby Lashley, and then obviously Umaga and that feud, all I can think of is that scene from Django where they're sitting in the, the parlor drinking and they got the dudes wrestling. And that's how I picture Donald Trump with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yep. Especially in hindsight. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I want to venture into another universe. Just I don't want to encounter my myself i might be evil like miles morales but i want to see what happened in the storyline in another universe like where did it go what was the end game i've always wanted to know i was very disappointed uh that we did not get a resolution what's in vince's lockbox there's a lot of stuff i want to find out man i want to know who was supposed to be his son the first time oh yeah you didn't know you heard about this i i I know it it was supposed to be kennedy yeah but like, I want to know how that would have panned out. Yeah, well, like we want to see it. The yeah. way, yeah, yeah, it's because the way it was supposed to go is uh, Kennedy turns out to be the son. Uh, but I didn't it, it was, turn like, out to be Cap? 
Well, no, no, because he um when they had that after after the whole Benoit thing, the redacted thing, nope. um, <laughs> they had all those people come in and uh that that doctor that was prescribing to people, and he was on that list, so he got the suspension and they killed the whole thing and it turned out to be Hornswoggle, but. Uh, he was supposed to be the son, and I think like if you are not Caucasian, else. leave right now. Oh man! <laughs> but uh, I, I forget. I think it was like Linda or something like that it was supposed to organize the bombing. But then Kennedy was supposed. Oh to be, yeah, like, wasn't Linda over. supposed to get arrested at the memorial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and then that Kennedy part. was supposed to like be the one to take over the company. Triple H shows up because he's the, the, the heir, the son-in-law, and they're supposed to have a fight for the title or something at WrestleMania and control of the company. All that shit was supposed to happen. Weren't they also teasing that Triple H was Vince's son and then that would have been like a whole Luke and Leia with Triple H and Stephanie going on? I remember and... around this era hearing <laughs> that there was an incest angle proposed and Stephanie yeah. shot it down. <laughs> I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, that, that I was on that the was internet something... back then. Yeah, that was something that they had to kill immediately, because he, he went. That's when Steph was pregnant, and they were trying to. He was pushing the idea of him being the father of Steph. Father baby. of Steph. Yeah, he wanted to be the father. He, oh he wanted God. to be the father of his own grandchild. Brother, <laughs> this is a sick Negro. Absolutely, Man. that's some soap opera yeah. shit. That's some soap opera shit for real. Uh, let's move on. Real. We, we spent a lot of time talking about this. Uh, 2009, Jeff Hardy uh, defeated Edge in a ladder match at Extreme Rules to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, was only champion for about three minutes or so. Uh, CM Punk, Mr. Money in the Bank, cashes in immediately afterwards. And we have a great, uh, fantastic uh, little feud that lasted for about two months. It was It was fun. Jeff Hardy uh, quits or his contract is up actually uh, shortly after this. And CM Punk comes out the very next week dressed like Jeff Hardy. It was one of my favorite CM Punk moments of uh, his early career in WWE. Yeah, he was, he was cold that year. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, 2010, the Nexus debuted. Brian Danielson gets fired literally that same night. <laughs> choking me. Choking people with ties on TV. Choke Justin Roberts hey. on live television. I need them to oh, run that back in AEW. They should. Yeah. With they the should. Blackpool Combat Club, he's got that kind of mentality anyway. Just go out there and start choking Justin Roberts for not announcing you right. I'm about to say that that makes way more sense too. They should do that. Because uh, they was on PGTV back then, so you knew. And it was, was a publicly traded that. company too, so you, you can't really do all that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll just I'll just look at the optics of it, fam. Just look at the optics of it. You have a bunch of unidentified wrestlers who nobody knows of, really. Like coming in, beating up John Cena, fucking mm-hmm. up everything for the people who don't realize that this is you know scripted entertainment. They're probably thinking it's real. Like, stock could have crashed. Yeah. Beating up the announcers, the commentators, everything. Like, nobody was safe. Uh, you, you think Trump called up Vince that, right after that? Was like, Vince, is everything okay? <laughs> I saw what happened. I think that's where Trump got the idea for January 6th. 
<laughs> I saw this thing on TV once. I'm going to get a bunch of idiots and we're going to storm. Anyway. Hey, he might. Hey, listen, he probably did get the idea for that. And he said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to hit up one of the wrestlers who were involved with the Nexus around this time. That, that Chris Jericho is a fine young gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> hit up Chris Jericho. Like, how they do this? And the rest is history. I mean, That's why Jericho and his wife was there. I mean, realistically, that whole situation. Did y'all know that? Like, Did y'all know that Chris Jericho yeah. and his wife were at the January 6th insurrection in front of the Capitol in Washington, D.C.? Did y'all know I that? Did. Taking selfies and shit. Yeah. It's a bunch of selfies on Chris Jericho's wife's Facebook page. It's Googleable if y'all did not know. Like she was at a mimosa brunch or some shit with her friends. Just no, like, oh. Real shit. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean, it looked like. Yeah. If we're, like if that we're was at honest, Coachella or some shit. <laughs> if, if we're being honest, that whole situation looks like something that was perfectly written by some 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 obnoxious booker, like maybe Vince Russo or something like that. But uh, it, it would make perfect sense with Jericho being there, too. I don't think Jericho was there, but his wife was there. There's photographic evidence. Oh, yeah, we, we know his wife. No, I feel like Jericho's Russo, hiding somewhere. If Russo had uh, booked that, somebody, they would have lifted a fat person up on a forklift or something. Something stupid would have happened. Right. <laughs> hey, man, them white people was wilding. Speaking of, when does that bash at the beach drop for Dark Side of the Ring? Dude, I at am. At some point. I, I found out when we moved and switched providers that uh, our cable package does not receive Vice TV. And I am so upset because that is the only thing that I really, really, really want to see because of how much I hate Hulk Hogan. Uh, so I just love listening <laughs> to and recanting that entire. I told Travis, if we don't make it that far in return to wrestling, we are doing just that pay-per-view. We are covering that before the show ends. I do know uh, throughout the, the tenure of Dark Side of the Ring, they'll have the episodes for free on YouTube, like probably the same week it comes out. So oh, you should be able to catch it. Uh, we still on the same segment. My bad, y'all. I'm supposed <laughs> to be leading the show, and I'm the reason that the train keeps getting derailed. So let's get back on track. Uh, 2014, Ricochet defeats Kushida to win the best of Super Juniors, uh, New Japan. So like that's that's where all the ricochet hype came from. Japan, Lucha Underground. So when he came into NXT, you know, he he was a hot hand. So we're gonna see what Ricochet gonna do in Money in the Bank. I mean, we kind of yeah. know what he's gonna do, but you know, I can't. oh yeah. And then uh 2020, I put this one in here just for you, Reek. Randy Orton defeat Edge to win the greatest wrestling match ever. Oh boy. Some things just never die. Yeah, man. Happy birthday this past week as well. Uh, Gigi Dolan, my boy Drew Mack. Can't wait to see him back whenever that is. ODB. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember ODB in TNA? Mm -hmm. She used to I do for some bring a flask down. She used to have a flask hidden in her titties and just pull it out <laughs> mid-match and take a drink and then get back to whooping ass. Man. Had a food truck too. Yeah, she had a food truck which burned down. I think legit burned down. Um, a few years back, like twenty twenty one, around there. I think she got it back open though. 
I want to say. Uh, Howard Finkel would have had a birthday this past week. That's Howard Finkel. Mick Foley had a birthday this past week. Hope he had a nice day. Uh, Tatanka, mm-hmm. Liv Morgan, Dan the Beast Severn. Y'all remember Dan Severn? Mm-hmm. Rick, you the MMA guy. You the UFC mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Tell tell the people about Dan Severn a little bit. They don't. So Dan Severn was very old school. Back in the day when UFC was first kind of getting off the ground a little bit, Dan Severn was a beast. He was a champion over there. And I think the realistically the, the first person to kind of integrate from MMA into, you know, pro wrestling and stuff like that. Because after him, you had your Ken Shamrocks and nowadays you got a Ronda Rousey and everyone. So it's like it, he was the original crossover in terms of MMA into uh, wrestling because he was, he was a champ- and I think he had, he held titles in, in WWE too, right? Um, it's Googleable. Uh, I can look it up if you want to keep going. Cause I, I know he him. showed up with belts, but I believe they were his mixed martial arts belts. I don't believe yeah, probably because he was with uh, Cornette or yeah, I think Cornette had him out there. I think so. I want to say that's right. But yeah, Dan Severn was that guy that you know branched the branched the two worlds, so to speak. And uh, he was a he was one of the dudes. He was legit. He was not one of them like oh he just come in and was a pity pat wrestler. And I'm like nah nah. He was like one of them stiff workers because yeah he would lay into people and let you know like he was not the one to play with. So you know people would try to y'all try to take some liberties and stuff like that. You was gonna get checked with a quickness. Original that, APA. That, yeah, man. Yeah, Dan Severn was a bad dude. He actually showed up in the WWF with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That I, I was sitting saying, I'm like, I had that image in my head for some reason. But yeah, that okay. I thought so. That's that's some real stuff right there. He a goat. Yeah, man. He a goat. I can. I cannot believe in 1997 we were doing an NWA invades WWF story. <laughs> NWA had it something. Like WCW wouldn't fuck with him no more. If only they had Tyrus. Man. B- Billy Corgan is trying so hard. You didn't just say that. <laughs> Billy Corgan You're not a wrestling fan if you don't so watch hard, Tyrus. Bro. Fuck out of here. I can't get mad for a promoter promoter. Corgan getting that same... Corgan got the same plug as Tony Khan, I swear, because I don't know what type of shit Probably. he's on right now. Probably. Uh, let me finish these birthdays out, though. Ty Conti, Deanna Perrazzo, Hikaru Shida. Happy birthday, ladies. Congrats to Ty Conti as well. I'm only going to give congrats to Ty Conti. Nobody else who may have been involved. <laughs> uh, where are we at in the Royal Address of Rumors? We should probably get through these pretty quick, though. We spend a lot of time just yeah. yapping. Uh, all right. So we we wasn't going to really talk about this. The XFL supposedly lost sixty million after that first season, but uh, listen, it's, it's a new not business. A, it's, it's, man, new it's not a headline for it. What's the headline for it? Y'all can it's shit on the rock. Basically, they so somebody's plotting his downfall. Y'all seen y'all seen one bit of rock news, and they'll let me push this other shit too. Yeah, XFL uh, lost sixty million. So what? They invested a lot of money in marketing 
and just making this seem like a viable league, they're not going to turn a profit the very first year. It's normal. UFC didn't turn a profit for like 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, this was just like, we snowballing at this point because it's just like the Black Young Adam Rock news. Got yeah, Rock, Young Rock, Black Adam, that, you know, that, that's not going anywhere with DCU now. They, they shut down the sequel to shut down whatever projects they had going forward with that. And now he's coming back to Fast and Furious. Yeah, he had, to, he had to bend the knee to Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's how it go. Young what's Rock up? got canceled, man. That, what's up? Who is this we that you are snowballing with? Oh, it's not, it's not Young me. Young Rock got canceled. Whoever is plotting his downfall. Young Rock got canceled. <clears throat> Let's get this back on track here. Uh <laughs> Young Rock was a very fun show. I enjoyed watching it, uh, but cancellation was bound to happen. I think I was watching this past season. All of this show's probably going to get canceled. It's unfortunate. Uh, the wrestler casting was very egregious, so I can see uh, where that led into potential cancellation. Uh, Kama was played by Vince Wilfork. If you know who Kama is, that's the Godfather. If you know who Vince Wilfork is, Godfather and Vince Wilfork look nothing alike. And it wasn't even Vince Wolfork. It was a dude that looked like Vince Wolfork. <laughs> so here's the thing about that. I because I watched and we all know how I feel about my boy The Undertaker. And I felt like he got uh, done the dirtiest. Yeah, Taker was Taker. Was... Whoever the fuck was playing Taker, uh, they had a they had a legitimate 70-year-old actor playing Mick Foley in 1998. He had gray hairs and everything in his beard. Come on, fam. Yeah, I think he had like a great, it looked like how Mick Foley looked a couple years ago. It was like somebody just looked up a picture of Mick Foley and then found the very first picture of Mick Foley. Didn't bother to compare it to 20 years ago for whatever reason. It was it was crazy. Uh, Triple H, you had like the dude playing Triple H was some uh, bodybuilder who kind of looked like if yeah. Adam Cole was a bodybuilder and not Triple H. Basically. Even like yeah, the, the teenage good. version of The Rock didn't look like The Rock as a teenager. You look like uh, my football fans. I, I'm a Nebraska football fan. I got the shirt on and everything. Uh, Adrian Martinez was our quarterback a couple years ago. He transferred to Kansas State. Now go look up the dude that played the teenage rock on Young Rock and then look up Adrian Martinez from Kansas State. They don't, They look alike. They don't look like The Rock at all. It's wild. But I will give them some props for, uh, like, Luke Hawks at Stone Cold Steve Austin. Luke Hawks is actually an indie wrestler, and he kind of resembles Stone Cold a little bit. And he had the accent down as best as possible. That was decent. The best casting to me was Becky Lynch and Cindy Lauper. Easily. Yeah, I that, agree. That was smart. That was smart. Like, I didn't even realize it was Becky. I was like, is that still Becky or is that somebody else? And then she, it was great. Though I feel like we're just going to do some dumb shit like they were doing for just about every other wrestler that came out. Just put Will Sasso in there as Stone Cold. He he would have done it better than anyone else because he's been doing Stone Cold for years, years. Yeah. Was that on episode of SmackDown, like 01? He did that. He used to do uh, The Rock and Stone Cold on Mad TV. He did. He did yep. do The Rock on Mad TV. Shout out to Will Sasso. I just saw a clip on YouTube of him in China doing a promo where he was the rock. 
I saw uh, I saw an interview with Will Sasso on uh, Chris Van Vliet, and he did a Bret Hart impersonation, and it just had me dying, bro. What other rumors we got? Oh, oh I got man. off on a tangent because I, I like watching <laughs> Young Rock. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about this on Friday. Uh, Booker T was uh, talking about some regrets that he had in, uh, in TNA, some stuff he was ashamed of, uh, along with rescinding an invite to his podcast to ride back, who we talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, on Twitter man, too. I, yeah. Booker T usually don't address shit on Twitter. That's how I know. <laughs> It was real. Right. That man is tripping out here. But yeah, uh, we, we, we we both were on the same page. I, there's nothing that that man needs to be ashamed of because Black Snow was highly entertaining and uh, that produced one of the better segments that TNA ever had on their TV screens. Yeah. Man Event Mafia Nash. was great, man. Yeah. That was, that was a great year and a half of television. Main Event Mafia. That was really like some of my last memories of old school TNA because I stopped watching like shortly after that. Like Booker T used to come out there and talk in an African accent. It was fun. So however, book I mean, Booker T can feel how he feel. It's his career. It's his feelings. You can't tell the man how to feel. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like if, if if that's how, if that's why he feels that way, because he feels like people didn't enjoy it and he was just doing whatever, nah, it was fun. It was fun. Does so, he regret coming out and talking in a British accent? Nah, that was his okay. peak of his career. I don't think he. Yeah, I was gonna say. He and that he didn't do a goddamn <laughs> thing really, so I can see why he say that. Yeah, man. Uh, rumor mills going around about Brock Cody Part Three. Uh, and one of the matches that supposedly is proposed for it is a Texas bull rope match, which makes sense. But one of the people that I saw pitching this news, we don't report their news on this podcast. So uh, grain of salt, but I will say again, it, it makes sense because of who's in it. So I mean, who knows? we'll see stuff about Cody. You can probably take it with a little bit more credibility as Cody is the one that, uh, you know, broke the the news of, had him break the news of all in in a very that elaborate is, scheme. So it's <laughs> true. That man yeah. also named his son after Cody as well. Oh, boy. Do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. Yes, he but also I could just see that being pure speculation because, well, Cody is Dusty's kid and Cowboy Brock, so... It'd probably be a bull rope match. That makes sense. You should have said, you know, like five times in between. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. Looking at speculation. $13. Straight speculation for the price of what? A wing stop, 10 piece combo. Right. Exactly. With range. Don't make no damn sense. Don't make no damn sense. Uh, so Paul Heyman did uh, an interview this week. He was talking about a whole lot of things, ranging from John Cena to Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns. Uh, he broke down basically how the pandemic and everything like that led to him being a part of this run that he's on with Roman Reigns and the bloodline that has been 
game changing. And basically what he said, as far as Roman is concerned, uh, you know, he took his time off, you know, had health issues. His wife was pregnant again, but he was, he was frustrated. You know, obviously the, the creative wasn't where he wanted to be all this stuff with the dog food and that bullshit. And, he better than me taking that long to leave after the dog food shit. <laughs> yeah. But he was just like, you know, he feels like, you know, he's, he's, he's capped at this point. Like the, there is the, the ceiling is there. And uh, he just like, as far as that iteration of his uh, character, he's like, I can't, I can't be this person anymore. I gotta be somebody different. So he basically is funny too. He said, I'm going to do what Brock did after beating the streak is I'm going to, you know, maximize the time that I'm there on the dates that I have, you know, and kind of propel himself forward. And, you know, of course he comes back and Paul was still the executive director going into 2020 is actually the first couple months in Brock was gone. Uh, Rhonda was pregnant, all the people that we would have thought he'd be working with. And uh, he didn't expect that, uh, that he'd be working Roman Reigns because basically it was like, well, it's kind of like with John Cena. He would never turn John Cena heel. He would never make him the bad guy. So he didn't think at all that they would pair him up with Roman. And then Vince comes and says, hey, I envision Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And he got the little Cheshire cat smile on his face. And the rest is history. We got Fredo Heyman in the bloodline, the wise man. And, uh, we're watching it. It's, it's been dope to stick. This man said, I've peaked as this iteration of my character, but I haven't peaked as an athlete. I think I've seen right. that quote in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shout out to Roman Reigns for being a legend. Got some more, got some bloodline stuff to talk about here. Uh, real quick, shout out to Alex Shelley winning the Impact World Championship. Alex Shelley's first world championship in his career. Motor City Machine Guns, pretty much on top of uh, TNA at this point. Impact, excuse me. Impact Wrestling. Chris Saban, X-Division champ. Yeah, man. Those are my guys growing up, man. I used to love them. I used to love all the yeah, tag teams in uh, TNA back then. Yeah, I watched yeah, Dark Side yeah. of the Ring, and I remember, like, the Naturals. I used to fuck with the Naturals when they had uh, Chris Candido. Watched the Chris Candido Dark Side of the Ring. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, him and Sonny. Did y'all check that out? I know Matt. You sure. it the channel, but... I did find it on YouTube though. So yeah, that was that was ill. Um, I just remember Chris Candido dying, and shit was crazy. Do we get into like Sonny now? A little bit. Not the arrests not, and yeah, I don't, they didn't go like hella in deep. It was more so about their relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to Chris Candido, RP. Yeah, man. I'll never forget seeing this man on TNA, and then as soon as the episode's over, they said he died. Like, God damn, what? Yeah, that was wild. No, I wasn't on it. All right, la- One more thing, and we last thing I got. Um, uh, and. We, we talked about this before the show. I wasn't really expecting to put this on here, but it, it's interesting. So Terry did an interview also, and uh, he, gave his, he gave his take 
on the wrestling business and why he feels it's a shoot. Well, well, I said that too, but then I read it. His thing is this. He feels like the whole business itself is a shoot. And just to touch on a little bit of this, this quote here, he says, well, people feel like the business is a work, but it's like at the end of the day, if I'm making twice as much money as you and you're wrestling me, how is that really a work? I feel like it's a shoot. Like back in the day when he worked for Vincent, Backlund was the champion. He wrestled him. Backlund was getting paid more than him. And, you know, it's like he doesn't feel like that's a work. You know, um, it's like the, the real only exceptions were like unless you were, unless it was like the NWO or something like that, you know, the good guy was making twice as much as the bad guys and stuff like that. You know, basically, he just giving out his manifesto of, of how he was looking at the business and the way that his his viewpoint of it kind of dictated how he was acting. So basically, he's telling y'all this is why he was the way he was that he was in wrestling. It's like, listen, I'm the dude making all the money. I'm the person that that's drawing and stuff like that. So I should be the person that's winning if me being in front of all on the marquee and stuff like that is what's take, doing these numbers, sell these tickets and getting this merch sold. So he's giving out his manifesto in this interview, basically. So what you're telling me is he just admitted that he bought into his own fucking hype and that's why he tanked WCW and fucked up TNA and all sorts of shit after Vince was sick of his ass. Yeah, basically. He finally okay. telling the truth. So I, could, I could respect that. I can't. Yeah, he finally telling the truth, you know, which means uh, Armageddon theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's put it that way. He, he probably didn't have any choice but to come out and tell the truth because he knows what's going to happen when that fucking Bash of the Beach episode drops. Man. Oh, man. Listen, you know, you know what time he knows. Is, He's like, I got to get ahead of this. All right. It's like, it's like when, uh, after after you know playing right from hell started revealing some things about some people he's like you know how they move so uh, right i gotta do preemptive damage control rick lost checks for three months oh them car show commercials were done they had la night in them before the show was even over man nah la night did one with rick though he did he did yeah shout out to la night yeah they pulled that funding so quick. Man, that boy Terry gonna get to the gates. <laughs> Guy gonna hit him with the Teddy Long. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> you think he's gonna be bumping Young Jeezy on his way to the gates? Maybe. Probably. And I love it. You might wanna. You might wanna do something to come off impressionable. Yeah. I do what you got to do. Uh, let's run down some of the things in this past week, and we don't got to get too in depth. If you want to really know our in depth thoughts on them, go check out Smacking It Raw. We were on there. Pretty much gave a lot of our thoughts on what happened this past week, but we're going to run back some of the things here on our show. Uh, your boy Sami Zayn still out here, dick riding two months after WrestleMania every single week. Mm-hmm. This man flew to Iowa to personally dick ride Jay Uso live on SmackDown. Who does that? Sami Zayn. <laughs> I can't see anyone other than Jay beating Roman at this point, though. 
So that prophecy looking uh stronger than ever at this point. They might could weaken it up, but and not only did he fly all the way out there to just to dick ride Jay Uso, but then he got his boy KO wrapped up in some bullshit and people standing oh, yeah. too close to him got him all upset. Now they got about 14 challengers for their titles. This this, this man definitely uh jumped over my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a segue for that and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear any of that. Yeah, we didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, elsewhere on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair returns. And, uh, you know, it was a championship celebration for Oscar. We got a new women's title belt. New new name. Uh, I don't know what the lineage is. Yet. Is it brand new lineage or did it keep the lineage of, of the Raw women's title? Uh, apparently, from what I see, it's it's new lineage. It's it's all part of, uh, it's this is a Nick Khan idea, and it goes hand in hand with the NXT stuff that he feels like it could stand alone as it's his third brand and uh, those titles. What we do uh, with the women's tag titles and all sort of stuff. It's all part of the same thing. Like Seth Seth's new uh, the World Heavyweight Titles standalone. So it's basically I'll figure that one. That was yeah. brand new. I mean, it's it's still the world heavyweight. It's still the big old belt with just a big WWE sticker. Yeah. You know, like you could have just picked up where that one left off. I know it's all fucked up. Unifying and then yeah. splitting because they brought the big old belt back twice, right? Uh, yes and no. Like it came from WCW and then it went away for a few yeah. months and then they brought it back and then That's it stayed right. around until uh, John Cena and Randy Orton. Had the TLC, yeah, and it just became the you know the big logo joint. Yeah, yeah. we didn't talk yeah, about this because we were we were too busy focusing on uh, Katie's issues with Charlotte to really talk about Charlotte showing up doing her thing. Somebody pointed something out on Twitter, and I, I'm curious what you guys think. Is Charlotte the baby face in this situation? <laughs> I don't know who's who and what's what. At this point, because every time they turn Oscar heel, she's like a face like two weeks late. And you can't have a baby face coming in saying shit like. I am the line and cutting Bianca out of title shots and shit like. I will I will say this, though. Charlotte Flair come back, declare she's Charlotte Flair, for instance, like. It's no different from Roman just being like, yo, I'm facing Goldberg at WrestleMania. What the fuck y'all gonna do about it? No different from that. But it's like Chris Statlander come out. Y'all cool with Chris Statlander coming out and declaring a championship, though. See, this is my thing, though, right? This is my thing. Because we never truly officially turned Charlotte Hill from the last run. She came out. That's true. Uh pulled up on Ronda on SmackDown, took the championship from her, and technically was still the face at WrestleMania because Rhea was the heel, even mm-hmm. though everybody was behind her. So she lost that, and she hasn't been seen since. It's the first time we've seen her since Mania. So since Asuka's technically the heel, she kind of has to be the face, but we already know Charlotte can't be a face to save her life. So I I don't, I don't know what she's worse at being a face or moonsaults. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I, I guess we just gotta wait and see and, and see what happens. Cause uh prior to this, 
all going down. Bianca Belair is like, yo, I want Oscar. And Adam Pierce is like, you know what? You can you can get Oscar, but just don't interrupt the ceremony. Please don't. And Bianca's like, okay, you know, it's reasonable. I'll wait. I'm calm. I'm patient. You know, they always want black women to be complacent all the time. It is what it is. She was cool with. But then Charlotte come back and was like, yo, I want to, I want a title shot. Give me one. Come on, son. Girl, uh-uh. Uh-uh. She ain't going to be happy. Adam Pierce. See, that's, that's where I take issue, because she said she wouldn't interrupt the ceremony, all right? But as soon as Charlotte came out, all bets are off. You know why she's there. You know what she's doing. She should have brought her ass out there and got in the mix, too. Not waited till Adam came back and asked politely. Not even asked, just kind of stood there and looked at him. He's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll figure it out. Like. Didn't he? They just brushed her off. That man is incompetent, bro. That incompetence strikes again. I'm about to say, like, we've been giving him a pass for a little while now because all he's been doing is coming out to make matches official. But you gotta, you gotta do better than that. Yeah. Like you, you knew, you knew Charlotte was backstage somewhere. Like that, that whole, that whole interruption thing supposed to be holding down for everybody. Back to being incompetent. Did he though? Yeah, I mean, does he even know? Does he even know who's in the building? Because I know we talked about how there isn't a brand split, but he just there was visitor passes, and then people just show up wherever the fuck they want, and all all over the like. And he's the only management we have right now. Like Sony ain't in that position anymore. So I am putting all of the brand split incompetence on Adam Pierce for being incompetent. It is all on him. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But hold that down. He do do some things right, though. Got this tag team gauntlet coming up. That was the right decision. Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, Brawling Brutes, the OC, Latino World Order. Next week, the winner faces Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's going to be fire. It's going to be. I mean, did he make the right decision, or is that just like, you have two options: battle royal, gauntlet. This is WWE. It's a gauntlet. AEW. It's a battle royal. Like it was the right decision because it was the easy decision to make. Yeah, I was gonna say the battle royals with tag teams are too convoluted. It's too yeah. crowded. In. Which it is why AEW does them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's stupid. Like at least at least with a gauntlet, we're gonna see some quality shit between every tag team that gets in there. At least it's better than a battle royal that starts on the outside of the ring with everybody fighting to get inside to have a regular match. Man. I know uh, TNA was something different. Yeah, it was, it was tripping. Russo. I was, I was about to or, say that. I know I don't know if Russo had something to do with that. Any was crazy a ladder match where you got to hang the belt back up? Yeah. yeah. That was Russo. King of the Mountain. I think that was Russo too. King of the Mountain was fire. I ain't gonna lie. Broken clock, twice a day, things of that nature. <laughs> uh, Raw. I mean, I guess. Raw, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, fun match. Uh, I, I think going into the match, Triple H should have had the match kick off Raw, my opinion. Because I was going to turn off Raw and watch hockey after that. <laughs> This man made me watch most of Raw and a little bit of hockey. 
So, so what you're saying is, for your sake, it should have been the first match, but from a promoter's perspective, he got you to watch all of that show. He did. did. And it was a good (laughs) show, too. Also, it was one of the best roles in the minute. So, yeah, good job. Good job. You did your thing. Because, you know, you had the Miz TV segment. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was that was incredible television. Reek's a big Dom fan. Yeah. Shout out to Dom. That's my I, want, boy. I, want, I want to be. I want to be. Uh, That's my boy. The yeah, Dom, the Dom the, anything uh, with the D, Reek loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> And I got TC to co-sign real quick. Time <laughs> out. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, elsewhere, it's probably my favorite moment of uh, at least match on Monday night. Gunther and Kevin Owens, boy. Bumming meat. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, Lord. You know, we got Zoe Stark qualifying for money in the bank. Shout out to Las Vegas. Y'all hear when, when she come out there. Y'all see y'all hear where you say she from. Las Vegas, Nevada. Honestly, my dark horse to win it. I know, like, I'm, like, the, the favorite right now is probably EO, but got Zoe's a dark horse. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Shout out to Monday Night Raw. And then uh, NXT, man, Baron Corbin out there uh, doing his thing, man. He got beef with a lot of people already. <laughs> like, bro, you beefing with three people. And your ass has been there one night. That's crazy. Full time. You got beef with three different people. He just started beef and leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see y'all niggas next week. I'm going to go over here on the main roster. With my main roster check. <laughs> I'll see back, you little motherfuckers. I was gonna say, at least at least one of those people is the NXT champion, though, because when, when you look at like where Corbin is on the main roster card mm-hmm. and who he's feuding with, and you look back down in NXT, it's like ah, yeah. yeah. Dragonov and Corbin gonna go crazy whenever that happens like the match with trick this past week was good but that that match with dragon off coming up is gonna be way better i'm excited mellow and that's gonna be even better i give two shits about corbin grimes and i don't not like cameron Grimes. yeah i just don't care to the moon like yeah it's not important it's 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 a throwaway it's probably the least important thing on a show up with a whole bunch of other things that interest me more versus you go out of the NXT. Mellow interests me more than anything else in NXT. So math is mathing. But Baron Corbin went down there, basically said what I've been saying for years now about how all these dudes in NXT think they shit don't stink and that they don't need to progress. Meanwhile, I got that phone call and I, I went out there and I, one money in the bank. I wanted to Dre my first night. I'm the last person to pin Roman Reigns. Like he was out there talking his shit. I'm about to say, like he he was speaking facts. Truthfully, that's one of the better better promos I heard Corbin cut in a while. In two I mean, years, he's still, really. He's still living off uh some old ass glory, you know, because what the fuck you done 
recently, Corbin. Hey, listen, lately? listen. If the Boston Celtics can talk about how they got all these championships <laughs> and they ain't won a damn championship since I was in high school, Baron Corbin can talk about some accolades he did in 2017. Mr. Money in the Bank. I mean, that's kind of true. And how'd that cashing go for him when he, he won that money in the bank? We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's one of the few things I got beef with John Cena. About, uh, about as well as all of the Boston Championship matches at, or uh, series that they've had since you were in high school. You mean the the one? Yeah. Anything the, is possible. The, the one, the one championship series they played in since that championship they won and they lost. They played in one. And the one money in the bank that he has won since he came up to the main roster. I mean, how many people have won multiple money in the banks, truthfully? Streets. Punk. Punk and Carmella. I mean, you kind of can count them, but the Carmella thing was just a rehash because James Ellsworth, for some reason. Hey, it's still in the record book, though. And Edge didn't actually win the match. He just beat the dude that had it for that briefcase. Miz has held it twice as well. That and that same situation, he beat the dude that had the briefcase, and he held like, it. Like I would say, I would say they had, I would say they held it, but we're talking about people that won it. They got one each. Punk, the other person that actually went up, won the match twice and held the briefcase back to back. Didn't Brock win the match? He wasn't even in the motherfucker. Yes, he was the. Yeah, they they said there was a seventh man. They never said who it was, and they just had the match, and then Brock showed up. Run that back with Trish. Ooh, ooh, man! Oh yes! Oh, you might have just did some shit. <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> oh, we might have just did. Oh, let's oh. table that. Let's let's let's, let's leave that off to the side. Ooh, that was fire! All right, uh, and then my my probably favorite moment in NXT, man, uh, Braun Breaker. Challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Told that man, come on down to Florida. Let's get it cracking. I, man, I need to know up wearing the hashtag family fit. Yeah, I, I need to know something too. Uh why is that man about to be the same complexion as me? Oh God. Like I I know you ain't I know you out in Florida. I know y'all on the beach, but uh every day. Listen, listen, you 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 pushing it now, bro. <laughs> you doing too much. What did Justin say he had? Reverse. Reverse Reverse Vitaligo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man, he going crazy. Like, bro, you you auditioning for the next, for one of the next two Fast movies? (laughs) Shit, he might. Because I see the fit. He even got the cross on, too. He got all that going on. He doing everything but blonding his damn hair, which is what I've been waiting for. Because Bad Steiner means I need to see... The, the mix, the transformation happened at some point in time. Mm-hmm. On some on some real shit, though, I would believe that Braun Breaker was Dominic Toretto's brother long before I believe John Cena was with that tan. So. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, a hell of a lot more sense. I just want to know why Dom, why this man's son is, is biracial. This man's son looked like Jason Jordan. 
Now, if you watch the Fast movies, Dom Baby Mama is a white woman. Elena? I thought she was Spanish. I thought she was Spanish. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. She's Spanish. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely Spanish. Why is Dom Sun black still is my question. Good question. Like he not light skin, Hispanic light skin. He light skin like you got a black parent light skin, right? I know, like I know why the kid was cast because he looked like Vin Diesel's son in real life, so that was probably a Vin Diesel choice, but a creative choice. I want to know. Don yeah, Big Mama one night. Well, goddamn. Ron Simmons, I'll be there. She is she is native Spanish. She is from Spain. Oh. So white. <laughs> I was right. Uh, the fuck. <laughs> what other wrestling we got to talk about, man? All the all the wrestling notes that I have yeah. are clear. We uh we are we already hit the bloodline stuff. A little bit. We want to talk about some more about that. We didn't go full in depth. We went in yeah, depth. I was smacking it. You roll. had a segue and then I kind of fucked that up and I was waiting for you to bring it back. Oh yeah, my my segue was uh was was the Adam Pierce thing into the tag conflict. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. But that prophecy though, we did say that uh yeah. it's looking stronger than ever. So listen, listen. They they tapped in. They know what's going on. Oh, yeah. they trying to they trying to long term book for as far back as I've been talking about this because I, for Paul to come out and say it like there's got to be some truth to it because it's like and I said this on Friday. I know I know Cody that that's that's the the marketable smart idea to go with because. Why bring him back if you're not going to go all the way in on him? I'm not saying we don't do this. I'm just saying that Jay, in terms of if you're booking a long-term story, how do you get better story-wise than as far we've been going since 2021, where you know Jay went from being the cousin that just got a shot at Roman to getting beaten and abused until he submitted to being part of the bloodline for his brother. And that's another part too. He only really gave caved in and said, okay, I'll join for his brother. Now you had the whole bloodline and they cemented their place in history, being the longest running tag team champions, undisputed, main event at WrestleMania. Now bloodline's broken up. He being forced to choose between his brother and the bloodline. And we're right back to basically right back to square one because they're waiting for him to make a decision. But Paul just adds fuel to the fire saying, oh, Roman wanted to groom you to be the, the next tribal chief and put you on main event Uso 2.0 and everything like that. And Jimmy resented you because that's the path that you want and all this other stuff. All that other stuff. And then Jay told Paul, they say, hey, man, if I'm in, you're out. Telling our plans too much is what he's saying. 
Yeah, basically. So Jay Uso's like, yo, I can be with my fam, but you, you ain't blood either. Just like mm-hmm. Sami Zayn wasn't blood. If I'm in, you're out. Like that. How you feel about this, Matt? I enjoy it. Like I said, I don't agree with the prophecy. Uh, I am firmly on the side of I want to see Cody get that belt that his daddy and his brother never got. But uh, the story is fucking fantastic. I'm not going to sit here and be like, if Jay is the one to beat Roman, I'm going to be mad about it. Like, Reek has a fantastic point. Long-term storytelling, all the PTSD, all the bullshit, everything that we've gone through to get to this point, if Jay's the one that finally, you know, moves on, makes that main event status, beats Roman Reigns, it's going to be a beautiful fucking thing. So I'm not going to be mad either way. Indeed. Actually, I looked at the betting odds, and Jay Uso was a plus 500 for the next person to pin Roman Reigns, which was, I want to say, like six bets, sixth best odds. So for my people who don't gamble, that's, you bet $100 on Jay Uso to beat Roman Reigns next, and he does. It's $500 got coming to you, pretty much. Not a bad bet. Want to yeah. throw like $10 on it? That's $50. Since we're talking about being tapped in and uh, wrestling and everything, I mentioned it last night. Uh, if, if you're listening, if we could get Shotzi Blackheart in that last spot in like a women's battle royal for the money in the bank, Unless it's Trish, because oh, I already Trish. said that shit. Yeah, see, yeah, I knew that was coming. I prefer Trish over that. So if y'all listening, give me Trish. Don't give me shots. She she had her shot, see, and she lost. And just keep rid of a lot of it. Just let Gunther take him out. He don't, we don't need him anywhere near the money in the bank. Oh, he losing He'll, on Monday. Because if he gets it, he's going to cash in on the Intercontinental title. And we already talked about that's not what that's for. Which is like, why would... I guess it's different shows. Do it matter? It don't matter. Hey, Not with Adam Pearson charge. It don't. Thought you had issues with the bloodline. Like, go do that. Yeah, he's got issues with everybody. He do. Hey, Reek, welcome back. It's always happened when I get in my bag. Oh, God. We, we, fin- <laughs> we, we, we finished up uh, your segment, though, so no worries. All right. All right. It's all good. We let him know what it was. Yeah. All cool. right, y'all. So Money in the Bank coming up July 2nd, 4th of July weekend. Which, I mean, shit don't matter over there, I guess. It do matter, technically. Because yeah. who you think we get celebrating independence from? Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So for uh, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, and Butch have qualified last spot going to either Matt Riddle or Damian Priest. Uh, I kind of called that one. I said somebody from the Judgment Day. Just it wasn't done. I needed it to be done. It could still I mean, technically be done, I guess. It could. I guess. What, what if Priest can't go? Something like that. The That's only true. thing I'm worried about is the issues between Finn and Damien that they've been kind of, which yeah. actually gives me hope that Damien's going to get in this shit. Yeah. Because then if Damien does get in this shit, then there's a little bit more, especially if Damien gets the money in the bank. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
But it's literally that's the same thing they doing with the women with Bailey and Eo. Mm-hmm. It's the same that's exact true. thing. So I don't I'll, I prefer it with damage control because I've been saying from literally since the moment they got together, this ain't it. So I'll prefer for this to happen with them versus Judgment Day, who's actually entertaining. So, I mean, unless it leads to, like, Finn leaving, and then they, you know, it's just Dom and, and Priest, and then they find some other people to come yeah. in. Well, I mean, I would I prefer in that, in that scenario that it's like you get Finn in there, but it looked like he's going to get the next title shot anyway, so yeah. uh, it really don't matter. But, yeah, I, I feel like all this has been doing – it was supposed to be doing a lot for Finn, and it has done a lot for Finn. But now you see, kind of, it's done a lot more just, for everybody doing, else. Exactly, like Priest is getting his push. We see what Rhea is happening with, and you know, I said this on Friday. Dom got to do some stuff on his own without leaning on Rhea or nothing like that. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I, I, I got to see him hold his own solo first before yeah. we, we say we. But the rest of them, yeah, it's definitely been taken off the way it should be. Agreed. And then the women, uh, Zelina Vega is already qualified. Excuse me. Had a burp come up. Crazy stuff. Uh, Zoe Stark, Becky Lynch, Bailey, EO Sky, and uh, if y'all listening, Trish Stratus. Or Shotzi. Trish Stratus. Both of them. Both of them. She, like I said what? before, you came back on. She already had her shotzi. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they had they have last chance like battle royals and shit like that. You could throw in one of those. And I mean, how much better would it be to see Shotzi get that spot and Trish show up and just take the money in the bank as opposed to be put in the match? She could literally just walk out there, climb up there, walk out with the money in the bank, and you won't. Listen. I mean. You're going to see it coming out because we talked about it. And if you hear music, you're going to pop big because we're like, oh, shit, it's happening. But, like, in general, you wouldn't – you think she's just out there to help Zoe. And then there she goes up the ladder, grabs the thing, and say, says, fuck it. I want to say, you get Zoe, you get Zoe. She, in that match already, you might as well just, you know, add into it. You know what I'm saying? It's there. It's options. It writes itself. Yeah. Or, ready, but... or if – like maybe Zoe gets like jumped or something like that, and she's not able to go. So she shows up. Trish is like, "Listen, I got you. Thank you, Trish." And she goes into the match. And you don't need somebody to like jump off high shit and land on top of a ladder onto. And that's Shotzi's bag. So like, she'll she'll jump off some dumb shit. Like and that's what Eo's in there for. Yeah. No, I, Eo I will it. jump onto somebody and make it look beautiful. Shotzi's there to be thrown <laughs> off shit. <laughs> just, just Shotzi's not serving that. could have put Mia in there for that. <laughs> Shotzi's serving that Jeff Hardy role. Like, just, just not head first, because my God, some of the falls that she, I haven't seen her take already. Yeah, I haven't seen her do some bullshit. <laughs> and that was before she got the check. Right. <laughs> hey, y'all, one uh, real quick, doing something different. What's uh, Give me one hot take. That you have going forward from uh, this past week. One uh, thing. Let me see. 
Bianca's gonna this is the catalyst for Bianca to turn heel. This situation. I see it. Cause uh we already see a little bit of that 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 piss that pissed off coming out of her real quick. You know, she tweeted about the whole Charlotte situation, you know, and uh she already it's got basically that promo from NXT all over again with uh Charlotte and Rhea. Oh yeah. Yeah, Baron Corbin going to NXT will be the turning point to fix all of this loser Corbin shit. When he wins the championship down in NXT, he never won by defeating Carmelo Hayes. Damn. I wasn't going to call for it. I just won't be mad if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like both guys. Uh, my, my hot take for this past week, uh, I just looked at the calendars and I looked at everything and I feel like uh, we're going to have a really high profile. I don't know if it'll main event, but it'll be a very high profile match for NXT Great American Bash uh, July 30th. I feel like there's no way we're having a Great American Bash and Cody Rose ain't going to be on the show. So uh, <laughs> let me Braun Breaker versus Cody Rose at the Great American Bash. It'd be a good way to get some uh some eyes on NXT, Ooh. and it's just kind of natural. Okay, there's enough time to build that up. What's Cody gonna be doing after Money in the Bank? Who knows? But what's Braun gonna be doing? Probably not on the main roster yet. Still, so he's still gonna be NXT. Braun, Cody, really all that makes sense. I, I can't see Cody facing nobody else, or uh, we just throw this idea out the window. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because even if even if Cody still has a match with Brock, it's probably not gonna happen until SummerSlam, so he won't have nothing to do till then, more than also. likely. So why not? Also, and uh, that's been our show, guys. Plug your socials, man. Mm-mm. You guys can follow me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter, the Z-M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Uh For wrestling, again, Smack and Raw is the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, so you guys can check us out there. Uh, everything you need from us, you can find at It's Creation World on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I-T-S-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Uh, and if you're a horror fan, uh, because Reek pretends like he doesn't know that uh, he just canceled his own podcast and made me start one up so we could keep talking horror, uh, getting off uh, the spiritual successor to the Havoc Hour, uh, available also on YouTube and Pornhub, where we talk all things horror, including our most recent episode where we did Scream 7 predictions. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all can find me at Recap24 on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can find what's remains at the moment of the Havoc Hour on all streaming platforms where you find Young Kings Wrestling, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the video versions up on YouTube. Uh, I mentioned before, I got some tentative plans to bring that back. Uh, a few things coming up, so... Uh, I'm just going to put some ideas together and see what we come up with. And I am Despian T.C. Fontaine, a.k.a. T.C.F. Baby. Nobody going to finish it for me? All right. Anyway. <laughs> you can follow me at T.C.Fontaine on Instagram at foy.flix on Instagram. You want to look at some of my photography. And uh, follow Young Kings Wrestling everywhere at YK Wrestling. Why are these burps just fucking with me today, man? <laughs> At YK Wrestling everywhere on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Nobody posts on the Facebook. Y'all want to be our Facebook manager? 
Let me know. Hit me up. I doubt anybody gonna hit me up, but it's cool. And on TikTok, we on TikTok too, and YouTube. Follow, subscribe everywhere. Boost us up. New stuff coming. Got some new uh, chronologies coming. You know, I took a break for about a week or so just to work on those. So some of them coming this week. Uh, maybe if you listen to this episode on Monday, there will be a new one out already. You can go check it out. Literally, take a minute, a literal minute, and watch it. Not even a whole minute, 50, 56 seconds. They're short, short videos. They're shorts, literally, on YouTube. And they're good. And on TikTok. They are good. They're fun. I enjoy doing them. Fantastic. Shout out to the beats on them, too. Jaylen on the beat. Mm-hmm. He, he do the beats on all the chronologies. And on all of our podcasts. Yes. He's that the, beat you heard at the beginning of this show, that was him. Beat, it wasn't it wasn't like originally him, but it was him. Yeah. Now the it's other beats mix. on the other podcast, originally him. Yeah, it's his mix. He got mixes. Got mixes for days. One of the, you know, one of the few people from South Carolina that we can talk favorably about this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he knows before- too. Before we go, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out my co-hosts, by the way, and uh, tell y'all to go check them out, too. At SES Vince, my boy Vince will be back this week. And at Katie Rasslin 13 uh, on Twitter, um, DMs are open. Angel Hit her up. voice on God. <laughs> she's going to be so mad if she listens this far. Woo-wee. Yeah, she's not going to be happy. She's not going to be happy at all. Who is that Don't. white queen? Don't. My milk of magnesia. Don't slide into the DMs. <laughs> Don't do it. She but until next time. Pyru. Hey, don't I say that on here. Hold on. Check <laughs> <laughs> it out. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. It's not, but you know what I mean? I'm just reciting quotes. Not crazy. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yaika? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're going to be back next week with another, another one. But until next time, uh, y'all know what we do every single week here. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Said I'll be back to hold you down. I don't want to leave. But we got to go right now. We out of here. Go. Go.